friend of the pod, Ray Ferraro, had a pretty solid call on ESPN as in Game 7 of the second round series between the Carolina Hurricanes and the New York Rangers, the Hurricanes were down 4-1 to one and uh, they were trying to make a comeback. Here he is predicting uh, a comeback for the Hurricanes. If you're Carolina, you think if I can get one in the next five. Heedle all alone, he scores! Never mind. All right, nailed it, Ray. <laughs> right on. <laughs> I really appreciate sort of the the self awareness there of what happened and how quickly it happened. And all right, I'm saying that this thing is going to happen, and instead, the absolute opposite thing just happened. But, so that's on me. But Never there was mind. a there was like a dramatic pause that that added to the lore of yeah. how he delivered that. He's been so awesome. He's always been great. But yeah. when He's he good. was with NBC Sports, he would only do uh, the first couple rounds. And so now that ESPN has it, uh, he's got he does them all. So yeah. it's well, awesome. And I, you know, I don't think it's any. I don't know if we should even say this. But we're going to. I think TNT in general has done a better job of their coverage than ESPN. And I had really high hopes for ESPN. Maybe it's just that I've been pleasantly surprised by TNT. I think their coverage has been it's pretty good. Different, right? It's very and different, and it's different in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think that like the shining stars of ESPN are the folks that not to, I know we're biased, right? But like, I think Emily Kaplan's been awesome. I think she comes at things from a totally different angle from anybody else. And I think Ray Ferraro carries the show when he's, when he's on. So, um, love the friends of the pod on ESPN. (laughs) I just wanted to say that, uh, on this particular hot take by Ray Ferraro. Swing and a miss, but also well handled. But the Hurricanes could have at least, you know, at least pushed a little more before they give up a goal. Good point. Yeah, really, it's it's <laughs> like, not Ray's fault. It's the what, Hurricanes. What fault. would we have opened the the pod with exactly. if, if they they actually did come back? That's a great point, John. Yeah. Sound of Hockey episode 190, we're calling this one the Garrett Sparks episode. He's a good goalie gear guy. Are we going to talk about his gear, John? Yes, is that why we're calling it that? That's all I want to talk about uh-huh. is his gear and the 190 stitches he has in his left path. <laughs> Perfect. No, I don't know how many stitches he has, but uh, he was drafted 190th overall okay. in uh, in 2011. Uh-huh. He's I'm been starting to pick up a pattern here. Yeah, now. I know. You know, right leading up to the draft, it might make yeah. sense to do this. So I might, you might have a couple more weeks of this. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> but uh, he's bounced around the league quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, and I have a like an impromptu. Let's get quizzical. Okay. <laughs> what team did he play on Ooh. this year? Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Dallas Stars. That appears incorrect. That is incorrect. Okay. Andy, do you have a I guess? I was going to guess the Texas Stars, but uh, uh, I'm going to change my guess. I will take guess. either AHL or NHL affiliate. Uh, I'm going to change he only my played guess. Two, he only played two NHL games this year. I'm going to change my guess and say the Utica Comets. No. Or, way sorry, off. Or wait, wait. You're the way, Canucks yeah, is what I you're meant. way they off. Moved. No, forget Abbotsford's it. Abbotsford's Canucks. I forgot they moved. <laughs> Disqualified. All right, what do you got? The Ontario Reign and the uh, Los Angeles Kings. Oh, yeah. that makes some wow. sense. Yeah. All right. I actually now I remember seeing yes, pictures of him exactly. with the Kings. So, okay, uh, that was interesting. Love a good Garrett Sparks reference. This is Sound of Hockey. I am Darren Brown at Darren Fun Brown on the Twitter. Also at Sound underscore Hockey on the Twitter. Give that account a follow where we talk all things hockey, especially Kraken. Uh, we do live and tweets T-Birds. and all that during the season. Yep, T Birds, uh, lots of good stuff. I'm joined as always by Andy Ide. Hello, Andy. How's it going? I'm at Andy Ide on the Twitter and John Barr. Hello, John. Hello everybody i'm nhl to seattle on the twitter and we are coming to you from seattle specifically bar down studios happy to be
back in studio yeah, after it's great. a it's remote great week. To be here. Yeah, we're fresh off of watching game two of the Colorado Avalanche against the Edmonton Oilers. We'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, but first, we have some five-star reviews oh. to read with you. Uh, you all have been coming in hot after, I think, two weeks ago, I said that uh, anyone who didn't review us is on the naughty list. And I think a lot of folks took that to heart because suddenly we've had an influx of reviews. So we appreciate this. They're really afraid of that naughty list. That's right. Well, nobody wants to be on that. (laughs) Nobody wants to know. Nobody wants to be on that. Uh, Okay. First one comes from Psy Fallen or maybe PSF, PSY Fallen or PSYF Allen. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it says, for the love of hockey, better late than never, I guess. I've been a fan of the pod since day one and have never missed an episode. I love the rapport that Andy, John, and Darren have with each other. They make it seem so effortless. Their passion and knowledge of the sport is unquestionable, and they put it on display on a mostly weekly basis. Hey, mostly. I don't think we've ever mostly. missed a week. Maybe, <laughs> well, we took- I think maybe we're not on our game every week. That's okay. what he's- I took that as we're, oh. not, we're not showing our, our yeah, prowess yeah. every like week. Like sometimes yeah. we have an off week, and I, <laughs> I, I can respect that. That's yep. good feedback. Yeah. Uh, great segments, and their interviews are great, with Joey Decor being my absolute favorite one. Would be amazing if you could get more Kraken players on your show. Well, we'll see what we can do there. Uh, and then it says, Mina says, thanks, coach. Keep up the great work. Is that you, John? That would you be coach? me. Okay. I, I assume you guys aren't coaching these days. No, nope, Oh, not that's currently. very, very nice. There you go. Uh, man, it's pretty awesome when one of the kids or the kid's parents comes up to me and says, oh, I love the pod. Or, yeah. Or I know you have a podcast or yeah. something. So yeah. that's actually pretty cool. Love it. Uh, this one for, <laughs> says- That's awesome. Davy Davey Jonesy, good stuff. Can't believe I'm capitulating to these shameless narcissists who beg for five-star <laughs> reviews every episode and can't resist the urge to read aloud the few that they get, but here it goes. Uh-oh. Oof. Okay, Yeesh. truthfully, this is my favorite podcast. Great insights into not only the Kraken and where the franchise is headed, but also professional hockey generally. Fun guests, i.e. Von Rohde, Joey D, and Allison L among the best IMO. And great chemistry among the hosts that makes you feel like you're in the room with them. Andy has an A-plus laugh. John is ever the realist slash grumpy contrarian. <laughs> Who you can't help but like, and Darren steers the ship admirably while telling far too many dad jokes. Is that a Minnesota thing that miraculously lands more often than not? Hey, hey, all right. Oh, man. Their love of the game comes through, and it's infectious. But seriously, stop reading your own reviews on the pod, okay? <laughs> now, well, the thing is, like... <laughs> If we didn't read that, we wouldn't get that kind of content. That's and that, right. That was awesome. See, it, we've said from the beginning, yeah. we enjoy, A, it obviously helps us with like everything. Yeah. But also, you know, I think it's a great way for us to connect with people. It's a funny thing. You guys always make us laugh with these. That's so. right. Um, and also, I just want to make a little verbal gif here of, you know, the <laughs> Harry Potter one where he's like in the flames and he's screaming, never. Yes. Yeah. That's the verbal gif. We're right. never going to stop reading our own reviews. Uh, but well, thank you for the great five-star review, Davey Jonesy. Really like that. That's awesome. Our good friend Lisa Martin is back. She says, long-time listener, hashtag go crap weasels. Second-time reviewer. <laughs> That's deep cut. Yep. Andy, Darren, and John have been providing top-notch news, stats, and entertainment for years, and every Kraken fan owes them a lifetime supply of adult beverages. Couldn't agree more. If you're a new hockey fan, this is a podcast for you. Thanks, guys, for years of great podcasts for my daily walks, and I hope to buy you all around soon. Cheers. Hasn't she already she has. bought us around? She has. <laughs> I'd uh, like to buy her around. There How you about go. That? But not a yeah. lifetime yeah. supply, though. That's, no. That's different than around. I, Pran, Pran Polo says, can't recommend enough. Best crypto pod out there. They also talk about hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And then maybe finally, he's confused. Maybe, maybe there's another. 
yeah. slightly adjacent pod. Our friend Ulton is back. It says, Sound of Hockey Pod, a limerick. Now, you might recall we had a yeah, haiku right. yes. last week. Yeah. There once were three guys from the sound who created a pod that I found. Andy's <laughs> correspondence and reports, Darren Fun Brown with no shorts. <laughs> Occasionally from John's studio compound. So Pretty good. Not that's bad. Pretty that's, good. that's pretty yeah, solid, man. Limerick. That's pretty wow. solid. Awesome stuff. Thank wow. you, everybody. That was really, really okay, cool. Now we, need, now we need to think of a different uh, genre of poetry or rhyming for someone to leave it. Yeah. Uh, so Cy Fallen, Davy Jonesy, Lisa Martin, Pran Polo, and Ulton, uh, you are all officially off the naughty list. So Incredible. Congratulations to Thank all you. of you. Thank you. That uh, if cool. you haven't already left your five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and a reminder, it's got to be five stars for us to read it, um, but please do leave yours and we'll read it on the next episode. How, how uh, long is this list now, the, the good list or the, or the naughty list? How long it's is it still? Not, well, naughty list is shorter now than it was before, but, but it's is, still- is it long? Um, I would, yeah, I would imagine it yeah. still is based on, you know, some of the behind the scenes things that we know. I would imagine that the naughty list is still quite long. Anyway, uh, hey, John, I know you've been watching uh, feverishly the Tempe City Council meeting. <laughs> Any updates there? Any live <laughs> updates you can give us? Uh, still reading comments. Uh-huh. So uh, we'll have to check in later in the show yep. for that. Okay. So, yeah. Now, I did see uh, you mentioned that there was a. a, a certain resident who was a little upset about the compost situation because a new arena deal would theoretically take away free compost. Well, apparently Mm -hmm. Tempe residents could get free compost at this compost center. Yeah. And it's really good for people who have, you know, urban gardens. Which, I mean, you know what? With the way that our planet is going, I mean, you know, I might say leave the compost, get rid of the arena idea. I mean, but but I would say... uh huh. I would counter that. Yes, say, grumpy well, contrarian. Can you can you kind of produce your own compost? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Right. Maybe. I mean, I, yeah, I have I a saying. I have a compost bin. Not. Yeah. Not I don't think bin. it works that way though. I no, don't no, think no. you're. You, no, I can make my own compost. That is true. I do. Yeah, with, like, I do your have a couple. And yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. free. Mm-hmm. And it's probably better for the environment because I'm not driving to go get it. Uh, right. Oh. Well, maybe she takes like a wagon or something. And that's fine. I'm just <laughs> saying right. for the entire city of Tempe. Yeah. So basically this Tempe city council meeting has been going on for hours and hours and hours. And John has oddly been watching it. He just can't get enough of city council meetings. And now he's in the middle of this compost debate. Yes. This one, this one's different though. This one is, it, it started out like, uh, I was watching a court case, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, both sides presenting their case and and now we get into the uh public commentary yeah. which which uh, reminds me let's sometimes get to the, the most interesting yeah let's get to the meat of our show which is of course recapping the johnny Depp amber heard case yes <laughs> go ahead john <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding uh okay let's do a whl update with our whl correspondent andy eyed anything happening around the whl uh, yeah, andy quite a bit locally here oh. uh the seattle thunderbirds beat the Kamloops blazers and the Western Conference Finals in Woo! Game 7. So they are now on to the WHL Incredible. Championship Series. Incredible. How about that? Second time, well, third time since 2016 that they've gotten this far. Last time was 2017 when they won it. They're facing Edmonton, the Oil Kings. So a lot of a lot of big hockey going on in Edmonton these days, um, which are a very good team. They're 12-1 and in the playoffs, so that's pretty impressive. Yeah. But this Seattle team is pretty pretty incredible. They're, they're 5-0 and in elimination games. They're first team in WHL history to win two Game 7s on the road. It's never happened before in the same playoff. Wow. Uh, and just a lot of resiliency, you know, pretty deep team. 
Uh, I, I, you know, there's going to be some previews coming out tomorrow that you can read. Um, Thomas Milch, goalie that they have, uh, who was invited to crack in training camp, but then got hurt. Um, he's had quite a, quite an amazing run here in the playoffs. And so, you know, big congrats to friends of the pod, Matt Odette and Bill LaForge, who, uh, Bill LaForge obviously put the team together for the most part. And, and friend Matt's, of the, Matt's pulling friend all of the pod, right. Tyrell Bauer. Mm-hmm. What's that? Tyrell Bauer. We'll get, we'll get to yeah. that. Yeah. But he's a, he's a friend of the pod, just saying. Also a friend of the pod. And Matt Odette, uh, pulling all the right strings. He's made some really great adjustments against Portland, which slowed them down. And, and Cam Luce, Logan Stanko, I think we talked about him a couple weekends ago. Yep. The first Stank, three games Stank of the series. Stank Stank yeah. First three games of the series, he had two hat tricks and another goal. So he had seven goals in the first three games. Didn't have another goal until six seconds left in game seven. He scored with the extra skater on. So the Thunderbirds found a way of shutting him down, and he was pretty much the Kamloops offense. So yeah. good good coaching adjustments there. I got to say, uh, I took the misses to game six uh, against the Blazers. Mm-hmm. And I've probably, I'm trying to think about how many WHL games I've been to now in my six years here. I've probably been to, I don't know, maybe a dozen, 20, something like that. And I got to say that one was hands down the most exciting WHL game I've ever watched. One of the more exciting hockey games I've seen in a very long time in person. I mean, it was fantastic. Uh, Great goal by Lucas Sefkowski in that one. Yeah, fantastic goal. And just the energy and like intensity that they were both playing with. And this was Seattle had their backs up against the wall, uh, you know, and Blazers are trying to to, uh, close it out. And Seattle came out on top. One goal game. I mean, just fantastic fantastic yeah. game i was so up in the fun. press box and some of the league officials were there in case they had to hand out the trophy mm-hmm. and so they had to get on the bus or I'm, I'm sure they took a plane but they had to, they had to get, get back up to cameras for two days later to actually hand out the trophy so it's pretty funny it was yeah so so that series starts friday the, the championship series uh they're in it starts games one and two are in edmonton games three and four will be in the shower center next tuesday and wednesday you can still get tickets for that there is and a then, weird, there is a weird quirkiness <laughs> yeah. to the schedule. What happens after that? So game five, <laughs> as normal, would be back in Edmonton, mm-hmm. but also game six and seven are in Edmonton. So Seattle's only going to get two home games. Yeah. Uh, although game six in Edmonton, if they play it, Seattle will be the home team. So. So they get last change, or whatever. they'll get last yeah. change. But so that's a, I mean, that stinks, right? But it's yeah, it kind of does. It's a uh, scheduling issue with their building. Yeah, with their building, with any any other building in the region, none of them were available. Yeah. Um, Seattle has been very good on the road, though, so maybe it's not the worst thing in the road in the world. And, and we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I'll certainly be there for games three and four at home. That'll be fun to yeah. see. Uh, I do, you know, I want to ask you though, who are some of these stud players to watch out for in Edmonton? On Edmonton, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Dylan Gunther's number one. Yeah, uh, he was. I think number nine overall. Yeah, to Arizona. Uh-huh. Um, I was worried that Arizona was going to keep him because he had a pretty good preseason, and I, I really felt he maybe needed another year in junior. And there, I was reading things that oh, they're going to they're going to keep him and ruin him, but they sent him back. Yeah. <laughs> He's had a great year. Uh, Jake Neighbors, who's a St. Louis Blues pick, uh, their goalie Casa is is a, a draft pick as well. I forget who drafted him. They're loaded. They have like six guys who were on t- Canada's World Junior team, so this is you're kind of playing a, a chunk of Canada's World Junior team. Yeah. Uh, former Thunderbird Simon Kubitschek, who, who plays a defenseman for them. He's a 20-year-old. T-Bird fans remember him. He's a pretty hilarious guy <laughs> off the ice, uh, but kind of a mean, dirty – not dirty, but he'll, he'll push the, the edges. Edge, sure. Yeah, uh, player with a big slap shot. So uh, they're loaded. They're 12-1 and in the playoffs. They've lost once. Uh, they lost once to Winnipeg in the conference finals uh, on their side. And they've been rough. They've been sitting around doing nothing for yeah. for a while. Which could help them or it could hurt could them. Could not, yeah. Now, what I find really fascinating about this, and, and I think it kind of adds the intrigue, is I could ask you, you know, what's the outlook here? And in theory, or on paper, it feels like – 
Edmonton has a leg up because they've mm-hmm. cruised through the playoffs. Clearly, there's a lot of high-end talent there. Thunderbirds have a lot of high-end talent as well. But what's really interesting about this particular season is normally there's crossover between the Western yep. Conference uh, and the Eastern Conference. This year, there has not been because of lingering yep. COVID type Nor of was rules. there last year. So they haven't played each other in, mm-hmm. in two, three years. And both teams look completely different. So. And there, there's not even like a measuring stick where you say, yep. oh, well, you know, they beat Winnipeg, but Seattle did this against what you can't yeah. even... Look nope. at that. Nobody's played each other. It's, it's like, like the, it's like you said before we recorded the old school baseball where exactly, <laughs> yeah. the National League are before, playing. Before before interleague play, right? Yep. You wouldn't you wouldn't know. You'd have no idea going into the World Series who really had the leg up. Um and you don't hear either. Uh, right. yeah, I would agree that Winnipeg is probably the favorite on paper or uh, excuse Edmonton. me, Edmonton <laughs> is probably the the favorite on, on paper. Yeah. And and from and they even pre preseason they were picked to be in the championship round. So this is kind of expected. And nobody was really picking Seattle. Uh the Seattle team I think flew under the radar because they had a ton of injuries. The second half there were games where they you know they were playing shorthanded like they didn't even have enough forwards to play or defensemen and some of those were important players like i remember there was one a couple of stretch where they had like four or five nhl drafted players in the press box injured uh for for the games and so i think a lot of people thought they weren't maybe as good but they they all got healthy for the most part when the playoffs started and we're seeing what the team really really looks like uh yeah. one of those guys was tyrell bauer who, mm-hmm. who we mentioned is a friend of the podcast and he was hurt uh he or he hurt his knee and it, it initially was we were told he out for the season yeah really bad type yep. of knee injury uh but he he rehabbed they even made a little mini documentary about his mm-hmm. uh rehab and he came back well before anyone thought he was going to and he's playing he's played really well and he signed his nhl entry-level contract a couple days ago so he's now a signed nhl prospect yep with the winnipeg jets so ironically he doesn't want to talk about that though i talked to him today he's not answering any questions about that until after the series because <laughs> that's what he's focused on right now it is kind of interesting that he signs two days before his his Signing rights are yeah. kind of null and void, making him a free agent. But um, there's also that kind of injury history that I think you know is kind of a gamble if you go to yep. free agency and maybe you just sign an AHL deal right at that point. Um, yeah, I, I think it was all the injury. I mean, he missed such a long, a huge right. chunk of the season. He yeah. started off playing well, and so I think he might have signed earlier if he had stayed healthy. Well, and I think we even asked Odette about it a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. He was talking about how I was like, yeah, they should sign him, but, you know, he's obviously biased. But uh, great to see. Awesome. Yeah. And he's – it's one thing they were talking about, and I think you brought this up, is that he stayed with the team even yep. though, like, he was injured. He could have gone back, uh, back home and rehabbed was, yeah. and – Instead, he stayed with the team and kind of was always committed, always (laughs) committed to coming back and playing on the ice. Yeah, even though the outlook probably wasn't good at in the very early beginning of the. And he was still doing captain things. He was still coming in the room and talk to the team and take you know take some of the guys out for you know soda pops or whatever they have (laughs) at that age. (laughs) Slushies or whatever, Slurpee. Go to Dick's drive. There's Dick's driving in Kent, I think now. Uh huh. Okay, great. So anyway, uh, good stuff there for Thunderbirds. <laughs> I don't know for sure that's where they go, but not a sponsor of the pod. No. Uh, but very excited for this championship series. Uh, it's I, fun. You know, I, I can't wait to see what happens there. So yeah, if you can fun. get tickets for next week, go. It's uh, you know, if you've never been to a, a championship series, it's definitely fun, and you're going to see high end hockey. This isn't you know, this is going to be high pretty stakes. good hockey. High the, stakes. The playoff prices have been a little higher, I think, than regular season, but it's still pretty reasonable i think you can get in the door for like and you get 25, a good seat bucks. wherever you are yeah. you're gonna 
So I have a great view of the ice. <laughs> um, a couple other pieces of CHL junior hockey news. Uh, as long as we're around the sound here, we want to make sure to give some love to Olin Zellweger as well, who won the WHL award for defenseman of the year. What a phenomenal young player he is. Yep. Uh, and also one. I don't want any silver tips fans listening to think that we're biased for the Thunderbirds. Cause we certainly are not, even though Andy is currently wearing a Thunderbirds hat. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but that's, Neither here nor there. And I did yell woo when I said the Thunderbirds were going to championship. But I would yell woo if the Silver Tips were going to the championship, too. I certainly would. I covered their run to the championship in 2018, mm-hmm. Silver Tips. I was there every night. Uh, so, yeah, that's that. And then I also wanted to mention that uh, still going in the AHL is Dustin Wolf and the Stockton Heat. Yep. Assumed to be the, where are they going to play? Calgary the Heat? Calgary Heat, Calgary I Heat. guess. Yeah, but uh, that's pretty cool. Dustin Wolf has had yet another unbelievable season, former Everett Silver Tip. Yeah. And then on the OHL side, which we don't often talk about the OHL or the QMJHL, the other two leagues in the CHL, but we thought it was worth noting that the Hamilton Bulldogs have reached the championship series in the OHL against the Windsor Spitfires, which means that third-round pick of the Seattle Kraken, Ryan Winterton, is, in fact, still playing at this stage. Yeah, and they've been kind of a powerhouse, uh, Mm -hmm. so it's very likely that they're going to go on to the Memorial Cup in St. John. And speaking of the Memorial Cup, uh, next year's Memorial Cup is where, Andy? It's going to be in Kamloops. They announced that before Game 5, and then, of course, Kamloops won that game against Seattle on a controversial goal off a high stick. Yep where they weren't going to let Kamloops lose on the night that they were the, the big, shiny okay. uh, city. That's a conspiracy it, 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 theory yeah. there. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's be right. careful yeah. here. It's, it's, a, it's a legit one. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> Notice you're wearing a Thunderbirds hat. Yeah. yeah. Carry on. For people who uh, who are interested, that is driving drivable from Seattle. So if, yeah. if next year you do want to go up to see some of that, the Memorial Cup, it's a pretty cool event. Uh uh, but you could drive up there, and who knows? You know, the Thunderbirds are, are are good again next year. Maybe they're there again playing Kamloops, who will be the host city. Um, that has happened before, 1992. Kamloops eliminated Seattle from the Wow Memorial I, Cup. I think Oof. I I think I need to make an effort to go to that. Yeah, that's Memorial, Memorial Cup. Cup. Yeah, yeah. Could be because cool. I've never been to one. Not yeah, right? Yeah. So it's fun. All right. Uh, okay, that's our junior talk. That was a lot of junior yeah, talk. That was a lot of junior talk. Uh, we should now move up the ranks, the AHL. So <laughs> we mentioned already uh, Dustin Wolf's team is still playing. Uh, unfortunately, the Kraken's temporary affiliate, the Charlotte Checkers, their magical Cinderella run of a split squad between the Florida Panthers and the Seattle Kraken has come to an end. And ironically, it's at the hands of... The Thunderbirds, <laughs> but the Springfield Thunderbirds. Uh, they are swept 3-0. They only play a five-game series. Uh, they are swept 3-0 there, uh, which means that we are now no longer fans of the Charlotte Checkers. Yeah, it's now all our fandom, Valley Firebirds. Is, our Go fandom Firebirds. is officially over, right? Yeah. <laughs> Screw you, Charlotte. I, I mean, it... it <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not really. Um, well, when Charlotte plays Coachella Valley, well, yeah. we can say screw you, Charlotte. Yeah, but they'll hold a fond place in our hearts, just like yeah. uh, I saw some of the Kraken, uh, you know, players, I guess, Alex True and uh, Luke Henman and Joey Decord were talking today, and they all talked about how incredible the fans were in Charlotte and how Charlotte is going to continue to hold kind of a place in their hearts. Uh, Part of their journey, like a pretty right? great season yeah. for them, yeah. too, yeah. Like just all around. Anyway, so that, that ride is over. That's it. So No more... Charlotte Checker talk on this. Yeah, you've yeah, you've probably, probably gotten a lot yeah, of it, yeah, and you're probably yeah. like, all right, that's that's, that's enough. enough. But yeah. but now it'll be Firebirds. <laughs> that's right. 
Now we'll talk Firebirds <laughs> next year. Uh, okay, let's move on to our mailbag. We just got a letter. Wonder who it's from. We need a sound for this. I know. I, I think there might be a sound by the time you okay. hear this. So you might have <laughs> just heard a sound. Nothing against your enthusiastic Yale mailbag, but mm-hmm. I think we need a sound. Okay. Well, good, because I think we have one. <laughs> uh, but we don't hear it here in the studio, but you'll hear it on the podcast. You're, letting, you're, you're giving out a secret now some, behind the scenes. Some of the secrets, yeah. A little peek behind the curtain. That we don't hear the noises. <laughs> uh, okay, so we had several questions, actually. Uh, first one comes from Dan Fernandez. It says, for each of you, what was your most favorite and least favorite moment of the season? John? Favorite? And I guess this is about the Kraken, I would assume. Could right? be whatever I want, Could be. I guess, okay. right? Yeah. Um, Interpret it how you want. I mean, like, obviously opening night, and I saw the first win in Nashville. That was great. But I think a moment that maybe was more surprising was just the the win against Florida. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you remember that game, I thought that was really exciting. Um, I actually got to sit in the suite for that one. So that was kind of cool. And it was just, you know, it was was just going in there expecting Florida to do some damage. And uh, Seattle held in there and, and made a very exciting game. I mean, but like, I'll never forget opening night and that first goal by um, Vince Dunn was incredible. Like, I just remember that. Like it's, it's really loud. Um, least favorite. Least favorite. <sighs> Watching that them lose in Arizona. Mm. You remember that game? <laughs> yeah, they were up what two zero and like two or three zero. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they gave it. And up. just that was like a crushing loss because they mm. were losing a lot, and then to lose to Arizona, who hadn't been winning a lot. That was a uh, that was my least they, favorite. Yeah. yeah, that's that's clearly my least favorite. Wasn't that, Arizona winless coming into that game? I think they were. They yeah. were like oh and thirteen or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe that's it was it was bad. Mm-hmm. Adds so. a little pain to it. Yeah, Andy. I mean, my favorite moments probably all happened behind the scenes. Uh, well, let's hear it. But uh, when uh, it was a couple of good ones, but when the Blackhawks were first here and Mark Andre Fleury had yet to be traded, mm-hmm. he played that night and he played really well. And he came out of the room to meet with the press. It was basically me and a bunch of Chicago writers. And he talked about how somebody asked about the the atmosphere and climate pledge, and he said, uh, "It's great. It's great to be back playing in front of crowds again, and especially road crowds when they're booing you and flipping you the bird." Yeah. That's what he said. So I, of course, had to follow up. I'm like, did you see any birds tonight? And he smiled and said, I saw a few. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was pretty great. <laughs> um, my least favorite was that last game of the season, watching that, the game in Winnipeg. Oh. Which was just brutal. And okay. I fell asleep through the f- most of the first period. <laughs> I, I, I kind of enjoyed that because I felt like the whole. That was a losing organically, too. Right. And yeah. it had consequence, right? That's right. So that's right. Them, I did have them losing. But just that game them. was just so brutal to watch. Yeah. It was a tough one. Uh, okay. My favorite. I'm having a hard time picking a favorite because there are a lot of really cool moments. Um, I think I'll go. I'm going to go with not home opening night, but I'm going to go with road opening night in Vegas. John, you and oh, I yeah. traveled to that yeah, game. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, that was actually my. I mean, I had covered at that point the pre preseason games, which were also awesome. Like I, that was a big. Well, there's another favorite moment was the first one in Spokane. I'm getting chills thinking <laughs> yeah, about it right now. Yeah, yeah. How loud it was in that little Spokane building. When you were walking over the ice on the well, scaffolding. That, yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I seriously have goosebumps on my arms yeah, yeah. right now. And that's not because it's cold in Bardown Studios, but it is um, unrelated. But uh, yeah, so that was an awesome moment. And then the, the first night in Vegas, that was my first time actually covering an official NHL game. I was... On the road, I mean, it was, you know, such a crazy atmosphere, too. Also in Vegas, 
Um, and John, you and I, we had, we had like an impromptu, uh, like gathering at the, the bar outside the place with a ton of Kraken fans. Yeah. And that was the night when there were supposed to be all these guys out with COVID and oh, yeah. they showed up at the last minute and you and I just happened to see them walking yeah. into the arena. <laughs> yeah. We're like, Oh, there's Jamie. Like, there's Jamie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, that was pretty, uh, pretty cool stuff. And, uh, something I will certainly never forget. Least favorite. I forget which game it was, but you know, they, they went on that. It was associated with that. Arizona loss where they went in this like eight or nine game tailspin and I think they lost at home to Vancouver in there I'm pretty sure it was Vancouver and I remember walking out of there and just being like I don't think they're gonna be good you know and that was yeah. like because yeah. we, we had held on to this optimism where it was like yeah. they're gonna turn around they're gonna figure it out and it was just like they're too far out they're they're too yeah. far was out was that the New Year's compete. Day game they played Vancouver might have been right around yeah. there yeah um but uh anyway I mean I think who we cares, knew they though? were out by in, then, but yeah. in retrospect, who cares? But yeah, 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 uh, it yeah. was, I still had a blast. It was Racing. the moment you realized it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. yeah. All right. We just spent like 10 minutes on the first question. Thank you. That's why, that's why we do the mailbag. Thank you, Dan Fernandez. <laughs> Content. Uh, NHL Seattle release the horn at NHL Seattle. This isn't you, is it? No. You're NHL to Seattle. Yes. That's confusing. Uh, it says Johnny Gaudreau <laughs> to the Kraken. Terrible idea or really terrible idea? What was the first part, Johnny Gaudreau? To the Kraken. Terrible idea or what? Really terrible. Well, I don't think it's either one of those. But you think it's a good idea? I, I think. I think the might term be scares me. The term would scare it. me. The term yeah. and, the, and the amount that they're going to have to pay for Johnny. They're going to have to overpay. Me, but I mean, yeah. But I would not be opposed to that. The only thing, the only other hesitation I would have is he's not the biggest. He's not the biggest guy, right? And the Kraken don't have a lot of big centers, so I, you're just now becoming a pretty small team, which doesn't mean that you're not going to be good or can't be good. Uh, you can't get that size elsewhere. But that would be the only drawback. That and the term um, and the amount of money there. Like, uh, can they? So those are wanna, a lot of drawbacks. Do they want to the pay him eleven million dollars for seven years or whatever he's going to want? Yeah, I that's, honestly that's don't think we're going to have to worry about that. I think he's going to I think he's going to go back in some yeah. capacity, whether it be Philadelphia or... Yeah. I think either like Calgary that. or Philadelphia are my guesses. You think he'll go back to Calgary? I think he could. But if it's not Calgary, it's going to be Philadelphia, <laughs> is my yeah. pick. Okay. I'm still on the Philip Forsberg train, so um, I'm just going to abstain from the Johnny Gaudreau question. <laughs> okay. uh, Johnny Kraken says, have you all seen the movie Hook? I certainly have. I, I have. love it. I saw it when I was yeah. much younger than love I am Love that movie. John, have you seen it? I have not seen it. Oh my! I'm shocked. I don't I know that no it holds idea. up though. Are you? Are you oh, shocked? it does. I watched it, it a couple of years ago. Yep, it's it's right. pretty great. It really is. Was great. it? Was it on? Or did you meet me before a game? At uh, yeah, the bar, and, it was, and it was on TV at somewhere? Petoskey's. Oh, I think. yeah, not Petoskey's. Somewhere, but with no no sound. Oh, bad bar. Bad bar. You gotta bad have bar. the sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so I've seen it. It's great. Uh, Dean Willard, Iron Gavel says, oh, "Love Dean." How about those T Birds? How about him? Who do you think the Kraken will get in the entry draft? We've talked about that a bit. I think it's going to be Shimon Nemich. That's it. That's, John? That would be my okay. leading guess. That seems Andy. like the, the, the consensus out Sofkowski there. if slips to four, then that's who it is. Yep. Who's on Ron Francis's UFA wish list? This is several questions, all from Dean Willard. I think I think Philip Forsberg, personally. Mm-hmm. I like your John Klingberg case. Yeah. We've talked about that a little bit on the podcast. I, you know, and... and I agree with those two guys, obviously, because mm-hmm. we've been talking about them quite a bit. But I think um, even Ryan Strom's uh, been linked to Seattle okay. numerous times for mm-hmm. potential trade. So you think now that he's a free agent. Um, so I think I think he's a candidate. Mm-hmm. And and I think there's a couple in that category that kind of just below the top blue chip free agents. And those yeah. you're still going to have to overpay a little bit. Because they don't come around that often, and and what I would do is it was just in, even uh, Barakowski, right? We I think we talked about him last last week as well. 
I think you just look at somebody who can score goals, yeah. right? That's honestly a very rude and simple way to do it, but we need goal scorers. We need to come up with 60 goals. So where mm-hmm. are we going to find them? I All right. So yes, but a Burakovsky type of player, I view him as being, maybe I'm wrong on this because I haven't watched him that closely, but I view him as being a bit one-dimensional. Like he scores goals, right? Am I right? I think he's, he's more balanced than that. Okay. Well, then yeah. he'd be fine. Yeah. So I, what I was going to say though is I think that just based on the way that Hackstall plays, I don't think he would want a one-dimensional scores goals only kind of guy. Just my. So what about Daniel I, I agree. Sprong? You I don't, agree. Do, do not want Daniel Sprong. I mean, I think he that has hardly there's, any assists. There's a reason that Daniel Sprong at the end of the season was getting scratched from time to time. Number one, number two. There's a reason that every time we t- asked Dave Hackstall about Daniel Sprong, he'd say, "Well, these are the things I want him to work on." Right. So yeah. I don't think he views him very much as like a 200 foot player. So. If Daniel Sprong isn't back next season, that's the reason. But I think they see something in him. This is just my opinion. I think they do see something because he does have the goal scoring. score. Right, yep. which they're lacking. Yeah. So I think that the hope is they're going to bring him back. This is what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to bring Sprong back, um, but I think he's going to be kind of like in and out of the lineup a bit until he can prove that he can play yeah. at Do both other ends things, of the ice. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I, here's – go ahead. To answer the initial question, it's always tough for me when – I've been asked that before, and it's – I mean, we don't know what – their meetings are like or who they're actually looking yes, at. I mean, we can speculate, correct. we can look at lists, but I do think it might end up being that second tier. Like, I think they'll, I think they'll make some calls to Forsberg and they'll, you know, definitely be in on that, mm-hmm. but it may or may not happen. Um, we'll see how much they want to spend. Yeah. But I think you're really looking at that, that second group. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah. What do you think about bringing somebody like Yarncroc back. Yeah. I mean, I I think he played great here. I don't think it worked out for him in Calgary, but I'd love to have him back. I think the Because Kraken when you talk about him. a two-way player, mm-hmm. that that was the epitome of a two-way forward. Yeah. That could occasionally chip in. And I think and, he played right? a little different role with Calgary he, than he was playing here. Yeah, well, they had him deeper center, in the lineup. They, they didn't center, yeah. have him doing special teams, I don't think. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I loved the way he played. Yeah. And early, he had a tough start, right? He had COVID. He yep. had two injuries, and then after that second injury, he really turned on, turned it on. There was so. a stretcher. He was he was their best player. Yeah. Oh, now 100%. odds are odds are that they players tend to not go back yeah. to the team, mm-hmm. so uh, it might be a stretch to think about. But I think of of all the the free agents that we trade away, he would probably be the most likely to come back. It would make sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then why do we need goalie year corner after the regular season? Maybe that last question is rhetorical. <laughs> I I mean. First off, we haven't done it. We in haven't weeks. done it in a while. So this is the downtime for goalie gear corner. Yeah, and then it ramps up. It ramps yeah. up just like before the August, season. Yes. August time frame, so, maybe yeah. even sooner. But but we have had IIHF where people change their some of their gear. That's we've true. had the, we've there's still playoffs going everywhere. We've given you a break. We yeah. really have. Yeah. So get but off. But if my somebody case pops there. out with a new one and they're playing in the Calder Do, Cup finals, they've got this new personally, pads. Darren. I mean, I'm finding myself fidgeting a little bit. I don't know if you see that. Uh, all right, Alex Richardson says, if each of you were the Kraken GM, what crazy off-season move, i.e. a trade, would you make? And I have a follow-up hypothetical for you guys. After hypothetical? We question. Yeah, go for it. Um, crazy. I don't know that I would make a crazy trade. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I suppose if they like did something wacky, like move Beneers for the number one Okay, overall, so I'm just going to or... do that now. So here's my follow-up is what – would you have to get back to trade Beneers? Just a one for one. What what do you want back? Probably a youngish player and a pretty high draft pick, at least the first. Hmm. Okay. 
I don't yeah. think that does it for me. I don't think so either. See, I, I don't I think like when I say first, I'm talking like top. Even two or number three. one, even number one overall. Why would you trade last year. year's number two overall I'd for this him, year's number one overall? I would trade him for next year's number one overall. Connor well, Bernard, but yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> but you, you won't you won't necessarily get Connor Bernard. Right, because right. then well, you I'm, have I'm to, saying if you somehow were tra- uh, sure you don't, you can't, you couldn't make no that way trade. to guarantee that. So yeah, I just uh, I, I think don't the know. answer is I wouldn't make a crazy trade. Right, I think I think I think Veneers is untradeable. I think honestly. he is too. I mean, it just doesn't. There's just no. It's yeah. only if you can get like a really, really. I mean, what young. About, what about Kevin Fiala? I don't no. think he's good. Enough. No chance. Yeah, I don't no think chance. that works. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. So okay. So all right, we're not trading Veneers. We've settled that. All right, go ahead. I I mean I think. You look at maybe somebody like Everly, training mm-hmm. at Everly. Okay. It's probably um, has value there. Right. For sure. You know, and that's crazy because he scores goals. I mean, relatively <laughs> speaking. Yeah. And we don't have goal scorers. So, um, but I don't know what you get back from You'd him. have to get an equal or better goal scorer, I guess, right? Or, I mean, the right play would be to get prospects or, or somebody younger. Yeah, if uh, you're going to do that move. So it it just doesn't make sense. Why would somebody get Everly to tr- anyway? I don't. I just it doesn't really jive. So, mm-hmm. but that would be. But it, you know, like I mean, maybe Yanni Gord or something like that. That those are the crazy scenarios, and they're not yeah. untradeable. I mean, what I actually foresee happening though is they have so many damn draft picks over the next three years that clearly they're planning to package some of those together to, as we've mentioned before, either move to a better draft pick or to try to get you know some sort of young well, and player a lot of those trades like I. I I would be shocked if they move made a move like that in the summer, like Everly or Gord. But maybe the trade deadline, if yeah. they're out of it again and somebody's offering well, that, definitely. Right? Yeah, but that's not crazy. Right? No. I'm thinking like this just really yeah. to stir the pot. And I think it'd be crazy if they traded either one of those guys this summer but for anything. <laughs> I, I agree. But yeah. the the question was crazy. What's a crazy move moves. are you going to make? Crazy yeah. trades. All right, our good friend Nemesis Slime says, "Would you rather see Johnny Gaudreau or Nazem Kadri sign with the Kraken?" I would. This is. <laughs> Up until like a week and a half ago, I would have said 100% Johnny Gaudreau, but then Nazem Kadri has been unbelievable in these playoffs, and now I'm like, oh, maybe, but I think I'd still go with Johnny Gaudreau. I think I still would, too. I know he's uh, Gaudreau's a little bit younger than Kadri, not a he's, lot. A couple and, years. Couple and years I worry younger. that yeah. Kadri, like, I think there's a body of work for Johnny Gaudreau. I think Kadri had, had a this unbelievable year. season yeah. this year, although, I mean, so did Johnny Gaudreau, but right. like, you, you know, an outlier season compared to what he's had other years, which I, makes me want to shy away from how about How about... This kind of piling on there. Okay. Um, four years of Nazim Kadri. Uh-huh. Or seven of Johnny Gaudreau. Mm. Man, that's tough. That's 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 what I... Yeah, that's a tough call. The four years is probably the more sensible route. Yeah, I'm just honest. saying turn... Or the... Yeah. If that's really what it is. Price is relatively... Yeah, yeah. yeah. and if, he, and if yeah. he was willing to sign four years, but... Yeah, I would, I would say Kadri on that one. Generation X-Wing, or Patrick M, says, how much would, would an Andrew Chuck chuck if an Andrew Chuck could chuck would? I actually know the answer to this. Oh, okay. okay. Sure. If an Andrew Chuck could chuck would, an Andrew Chuck would chuck as much wood as he could. That is the correct answer <laughs> right. to that. Good. So, well, like it. Yeah. Which actually... I think when I was like a really little kid, my sister made up that response, like how much wood could a woodchuck chuck? It was if a woodchuck could chuck wood, as much wood as he could. That's how much a woodchuck would chuck. Very good. We finally answered that question after centuries of that uh, little... Is that a limerick? What is that? What kind, that's uh, a riddle, a, a rhyme. Nursery rhyme. A rhyme. Uh, Arun Guranathan says, "Who are you each rooting for to win the Stanley Cup?" John, I already know this one since you. No, were... you don't know that one. Well, you did write a whole story which put the two-time defending champion it wasn't my Tampa personal Bay Lightning opinion 
It was a so Kraken you, fans you said Kraken fans should root for Tampa on on no grounds whatsoever, and this is my frustration. <clears throat> Who in their right mind is going to root for the Lightning to win a third Stanley Cup? Not uh, me. Pierre Edward Belmar has not won a cup, and to me, somehow I've convinced <laughs> my mind he's the most likable player in the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you're also wearing a Tampa Bay Lightning shirt right now. So talking about bias, uh, Andy, who are you rooting for? I don't really have a team I'm rooting for. Yeah. Um, I kind of just like them all in different I just ways. Want, I, do I, want, I want good games. That's mm-hmm. really what, at this point what I care about most. Like, give me some enthralling games. I, that... I do want Colorado. Let's be clear. Uh, I want so, Colorado. But I yeah. wouldn't mind. I don't, I'm don't. i not against Tampa winning three straight. I think it's kind of cool. It would be interesting to look back and see, okay, they won. I mean, that's an incredible. That's a true dynasty. We don't really have dynasties right? anymore. Nobody but, does that. Well, but, yeah. but we've also had three really weird seat or yes, we have. years actually yeah. two prior to this yeah the, the one bubble which is weird yeah second one was where everybody stayed in their little clusters yep. of divisions mm-hmm. and never and played outside it, and that. they crammed in the games they had like three game series against each other yeah so i think <laughs> if if there's ever a time for a three-peat now is the time because then tampa can just wrap it all up in a bow and say we won the right way as well. Yeah. Uh, so of the four teams left, so we have New York, Tampa Bay, Edmonton, and Colorado. I I cannot, in my right mind, root for Colorado, even though I think they're really fun to watch because they're Minnesota thing. Yeah, I can't okay. can't do that. Uh, I have a pretty obnoxious friend who's a Ranger fan. Obnoxious Ranger fan. Uh-huh. He's not obnoxious, but he's a fandom is. That makes sense. So. Yeah. That checks I'd have out. to hear about that a lot. Uh, Oilers, <laughs> I, I just, I have a hard time with the Oilers too for some reason. Even though I, again, I love watching McDavid and Drysaddle play, but I, for some reason, I so can't. You're root saying for Tampa them. Bay? That's what no, you're saying. I'm not saying Tampa Bay. I don't want Tampa Bay. I mean, who you're wants for the, the meteor? Again, a meteor to hit the buildings. What I'm going to say everybody. is, <laughs> I unfortunately, and I'm not like fully behind them, but I would pick the Rangers out of the four teams that are left. And that comes from one, I lived in New York for six years, and two, when I was a little kid and the North Stars had moved away and the Wild hadn't started yet, we I, everybody just kind of picked a team that they rooted for, and somehow I was a Rangers fan when I was a really little kid. So I'm going to go back to my really little kiddom and say I'm sort of rooting for the Rangers to win it. And I like that they're truly like the underdog of the remaining teams. Maybe Edmonton's a underdog too but i think the rangers more the underdog yeah coming into this playoffs i never would have picked the rangers to have a chance so and that kid line kid lines really yeah uh okay uh who is most universally hated player in the league right now that comes from jimmy klopman most universally hated player you said mark edward belmar is the most likable most likable totally (laughs) he's going the you went with the opposite totally what i thought yep that's who comes to my mind. Um, uh, I'm going to go with Brad Marchand, even though I've I've been softening on him personally. I think he's he he probably still way up a there. A little funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I like him, but a lot of fans don't. Okay. You know that I might have to amend my favorite moment in uh, of the season because Brad Marchand provided me with my one of my favorite moments was in warmups. And there was a little kid banging on the glass to get his attention for mm-hmm. a puck, and he had on a Grubauer jersey. Mm-hmm. And Marchand skated over to him and like like fluffed up his jersey like he got the wrong jersey on. Yeah. And then he reached down and got a puck with a stick, and the kid started jumping up and down. But Marshawn flung it like 15 feet over to a guy, <laughs> to a kid in a Bruins jersey, Jesus. and then skated away. And I just, for some reason, I thought that was kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we didn't really pick one then, or did we? I, I don't, I don't, I guess I don't really have one. It's just it Marshawn. I think Brendan Lemieux's not very well liked. Yeah. Uh, D'Angelo's still not very well liked. Yeah. For I don't whether know. That, whether those guys, the most those guys had quiet hated, years. I don't know. Those guys had quiet years. Perry's. Scoring like yeah. a madman. He's getting older though, right? I know, it's like, but he's scoring. But he's still doing his, stuff. <laughs> his debaggery has almost. Yeah. It's like it's like lower. Uh, now. Who's the guy that um, went after Troy Terry? 
uh, he plays oh, Arizona, uh, former Canuck. Who was that? But he, Jay that Beagle. was like the first time Jay he'd Beagle. ever. Jay mm. Beagle. Yeah. But that was like the first time he'd ever done anything. I know. It, I know. I'm so just, know I'm that. reaching. I'm yeah. reaching. Sorry. All right. Let's move on then. Seattle Kraken <laughs> says, forgive me if you guys already talked about this. Uh, someone already asked this question, but what do you guys know about Hackstall's job security? We have talked about that. We don't know anything about his security, but um, I, it, it feels I pretty safe right yeah, now. Definitely. I think if they, are deep in the season next year and they're in last place again, then we'll start to have that conversation. Assuming about. they make moves in the offseason too, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, has his contract ever been publicized? Not that I know of. I haven't seen it at least. Uh, do you think he's scaring off free agents? Uh, no, because they signed some big free agents last season. So mm-hmm. um, I certainly don't think that's the case. And uh, last piece of that is, do you think he might change certain things next year? System-wise, I'd say no. I think at his end-of-season press conference, he said he's pretty happy with how the team uh, has performed within his systems. And frankly, I would agree with that. I mean, they were not uh, – I mean, compared to the other teams out there, they didn't have the talent. And even after the trade deadline – They had less talent. They had less talent, and yeah. they played pretty better. well it better. down the stretch. Yeah. yeah. So. I, on that other question about scaring away free agents, there, I think there's some fans out there who, who seem to be under the impression that the team didn't like Dave Haxall. The players didn't like Dave Haxall. Yeah, we've seen no indication that No, not only no indication, the but the team played hard for him yeah. all year long. Like Never once team, did they pack it in. No. Never once. Even even it's all the way to the end, you know, and I think that's a sign of them respecting their coach. They're not drowning him out. They're, they're, they're playing for him. So I, I – I disavow that that sentiment that somehow the players didn't like him or or that anybody I've seen a lot of so and so packed it in this year or quit on the team and I don't I don't agree with any of that. Yeah, for and even anybody. the guys that got traded, right? Like I thought yeah. they all played. Everybody hard Everybody on that night. team played yeah. played hard and played for the team. Uh, last question comes from PNW Tenants or Dropkick. It says, "If you're sending Wade, the intern, out for coffees, <laughs> what are your orders and who makes it quote unquote Irish? So who's getting an Irish coffee? I think we all know the answer <laughs> to that one. <laughs> it's Wade." He's getting himself an Irish um, coffee. I don't drink coffee or any hot beverage, so he's not. He's going to grab me a bottle no of water. Hot no beverage. hot beverages. There's no reason for a beverage to be heated up. <laughs> yeah, same with the mac and cheese. Room temperature or ice cold. That's all I'll accept. I don't know what's more asinine. You never drinking a hot beverage or John never seeing Hook. Or like Come on, on the same plane. Come on, they're not on the same plane. <laughs> Oh there's, man! There's more of us out there than you think. The the non hot beverage That's, drinkers. I don't know That's about wild. that. You, you and the flat earthers probably get yeah, it, I know. Get together. <laughs> I believe the earth is round. Yeah. But a drink should not be warm Man, of any wild. kind. Uh, so, Mike, you just, if you're going to a coffee shop, you just don't order anything? I don't order coffee. I'll get, like, a bottle of water or something. Uh, I've met right. Andy at a coffee shop before. All right. What did you get? <laughs> bottle of water? Or a glass of water. So Starbucks will give you a glass remember. of water I think he just sits down. John? Yeah. What's your order? Black coffee. Okay. I've yeah. seen you go to a bar and just like get a, a coffee bar, I should say, and get just a shot of espresso and just chug it like a like you're taking a shot of booze. Uh, Yeah, I do that from time. Depends on well, the coffee really shop. Where really where did you see kick. that? Cafe Vita? We did that together once. You're like, I got to pop in here and grab a coffee. Was it before a game? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Sometimes there's certain coffee shops I like their espresso. Uh-huh. That's all. Uh, I'm a, usually an American. So I'm a decaf man. This might be also an unpopular piece. It's it's at least why even have more tolerable coffee? than because I'll tell you exactly why <laughs> I do I do have an answer for that. So I I genuinely enjoy drinking coffee, just black coffee. Uh, I like the I like the experience of it. I like the morning routine routine yeah, I right. Love it. 
uh, and I, but there was a time when I was drinking like four or five cups of coffee and I, if I didn't like, I'd, I'd drink three cups and it would have no impact on me. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> this is getting out of hand. Uh, and one day I just decided to try to drink ca- like decaf just for like a couple days and see if I could do it. It was totally fine. I had no issue. Uh, and then I realized that like from then on, when I really need a boost, if I'm really tired and I drink one cup of coffee, it like gives me a real boost. So for that reason, I'm mostly a decaf man. Sometimes I'll do a split shot, which is like half half real caffeine, half not. Uh, but for the most part, I do decaf Americanos. So that's usually what I order. All right. I should try that. Yeah. Well, uh, not, not the Americanos, but the, I mean, Americanos are fine. Uh-huh. But decaf. decaf you're yeah. going to try decaf? Give yeah. it a try. Give it. You, it's a couple days. There's going to be one day if you're like really a caffeine guy. There's going to be one day where you're like, oh, I feel not I, great today. I did quit caffeine for 30 days mm-hmm. once just to. Yeah, decaf. Sure I could do it. It's like a placebo thing too, right? It's like your brain still thinks you're drinking yeah. coffee. So. I mean, I don't know if you've seen me. I can drink, drink coffee. A lot of coffee. Yeah. I had a job as an office manager once, and part of my responsibility was to order coffee for the office, mm-hmm. which I didn't so take very seriously because waters. I didn't because I didn't drink coffee. Right. And we ran out of coffee, and so to to, to, to until I could get I'm a new order, I, we just happen. poured the decaf in the oh, regular coffee oh container. <laughs> Nobody said a thing. Uh, Nobody noticed. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for the questions. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot more than I think we expected to get there. So that was great. Uh, let's move on to some playoff talk. So we did talk a little bit about it already. Uh, but just to recap here, so the Rangers and the Lightning are at 1-0 Rangers. One game one, just like everybody expected. <laughs> and it was 6-2, to two, just like everybody yeah, expected. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Vasilevsky gave up more goals in that game than he did in the entire previous series, which was interesting. The Rangers were also coming off of a game seven in which they also won 6-2. to two. We've referenced that game a couple times. <laughs> Auntie Ranta and Unfortunately, got hurt in that game, which you knew that that was as soon as that happened, oh, that was going to be the dagger, yeah. right? Yeah, because uh, they were already down. Really ugly injury. In comes Did like the splits and uh, pulled yeah. something. In comes Piotr Kachutkov, the the young kid who's had like a handful of NHL games and is just like, yeah, this isn't gonna end well. And sure enough, it didn't. Doesn't speak English either, right? Yeah, which shouldn't prevent him p- from no, playing goalie. But, but it's like Hurricanes, incredible man. to like throw that it's, guy it's in. It's a little there. disappointing yeah. for the Hurricanes because they they felt like a team that could go far, you know, coming into the playoffs. I still, but I they mean, struggled. They, if you can't win on the road in the playoffs, yeah. which they didn't do at all right. in either of their series, that's gonna catch up with you eventually. I'm, but they're again they're like one of those teams they strike me at least as one of those teams kind of like the florida panthers right where they're like super skilled but they just don't strike me as a team that is built to win in the playoffs playoffs. right they're like they're built to be great in the regular season i don't know maybe it's just because we haven't seen them get super deep into the playoffs well and the problem they're facing is there's a lot of uh expiring contracts and they've got a lot of personnel issues over over the offseason they are not going to be coming back with a strong team, at least initially, right? They, mm-hmm. They've got to do quite a bit. So, uh, In the other series, Avalanche and Oilers, that one got off to a very quiet start. <laughs> yeah, uh, nothing nothing really happened. Standard 8-6. Pretty boring 8-6 game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which Colorado won. They did, yep. So which, now I, which, which I, to, I may have told you guys this before, but before we start recording, but it reminded me of something Philip Grubauer said this season. Talking about the Kraken but it, it applied to the Colorado. Uh, he said, he was talking about the cracking. He said, we're not the team that can give up four and win six to four like Colorado does. Yeah. And so that's the first thing I thought of in that game. I gave up six goals and still won. That's <laughs> just the type of team they are. So in that game one, though, also Darcy Kemper left with a kind of a mysterious injury. He yeah. just all of a sudden was like, all right, I'm leaving because I have an upper body. <laughs> uh, but 
it was apparently a fairly serious thing because he missed game two. Pavel Francouz played really well, got a shutout, uh, and so now it's it's game they're through game two. Abs lead two zero in the series. They won four zero on Thursday. So uh, that's interesting. Lot to lot to keep an eye on there. Uh, goalie question marks galore because on one end you have Darcy Kemper, who I, you know I'm still not sold that he's like the the end all be all goalie for you anyway and then at the other end of the ice you have mike smith who got pulled in game one mm-hmm. he's what 40 years old you never know what you're gonna get from you him. never know right <laughs> some nights he looks really good yeah. and some nights you're just like hey you just gave up a goal from inside the calgary blue line so the first thing i thought of when i when i saw the reports this morning on twitter that kemper wasn't at practice for the abs i thought of that bubble year Mm-hmm. Where they had a really good team, and then every goaltender got hurt. They were yeah. down to like their third and fourth goaltenders, and yeah. ended up costing them. All right, so that's our Stanley Cup playoff talk. I think we spent more time on Junior Talk than we did on yeah. Stanley Cup. That's okay. That's right. So There's more going on locally than yeah. And but I mean, I'm just thinking about it, and we've kind of touched on things that have happened in the NHL playoffs here as we've gone through the episode. So I think it makes sense to gloss over a little bit. And frankly, we're running a little long. So uh, we now move on to our weekly one-timers. Our first weekly one-timer. Jason Spezza is retiring after a long and illustrious career. Uh, He was a very, very good player. He had a very funny laugh. (laughs) <laughs> and he liked to shoot from uh, like the goal line, and he was on that line with Danny Heatley and uh, Alfredson with the Ottawa Senators back in the day, and those are all my nice memories of Jason Spezza. He was a rink rat. Uh, mm-hmm. That's one thing I've, I've heard interviews about him over the years, and as a kid, he, I think he admitted in like missing school a lot because he just wanted to spend time at the rink. Uh-huh. He'd get dropped off at like 6 in the morning at the rink, and then after school he'd, he'd head Head to the rink. Um, had 995 points. Oh. Yeah. Couldn't so. get five you think, more, huh? You think he'd want to come back just get five more points? Eh, and... I mean, <laughs> if your body's done, your body's yeah. done, right? I mean, I'm sure he was hoping for that this season, but I think he probably knew that no matter what, me hanging it up. Yeah, and he, I mean, he, he you know, he, he signed with his last three seasons were in Toronto to hopefully kind of win a Stanley Cup. Um, and you know, it didn't happen, and I think he's just like okay. And and he's the other news about him is he's taking a front office job with the the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, I didn't even so, see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. So that timing's swell. Yeah, good for him. Our next <laughs> weekly one timer. This is interesting. Alexander Radulov is headed back to the KHL as he signs with Akbar's. Uh, what's the deal there, John? Uh, Quite, quite the well, drop off. Well, he's signing with. Well, yeah. Well, he's signing. <laughs> no, he's uh, he's thirty six years old. Yeah. Uh, he really dropped off the last couple of years. He's been with Dallas. I don't know if anybody noticed. He was healthy, scratched quite a bit in the playoffs. So, yeah. um, and he only had four goals and eighteen assists this season. Mm-hmm. Okay. Couple injuries, but um, man, that couple of years ago, that he was on that line. They had that Sagan and Ben. Yeah, yeah. that was just lights out. But well, and he had two stints in the NHL. If people remember, he was he was with the Predators for a bit. Oh, and, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. I think he had a bit of a tough go there, didn't he? Didn't well, he, like... he um, <laughs> I don't know how you say he got caught being hung over during uh-huh. the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh-huh. And basically they're like. I think they had like a missed curfew thing or something. Yeah, like that. But right. he was like uh, noticeably uh, out of the next game. Who hasn't been hung over during the yeah. Stanley Cup playoffs? Right. I yeah. certainly have. And, <laughs> and I think he took, uh, there was a couple, those, uh, I don't, they're not Koskinen, but I oh, forget those guys. Kostitsin? Yeah, there's brothers. The Stitson brothers, yeah. And I think they also went out and so basically then he was back to, he was 
into the KHL for a while and then came back with Dallas. So yeah. Yeah, or Montreal then Dallas. Right. So yeah. uh, okay, that's that's the story of Alexander Radlov. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's that closes the book. the book on him because we'll <laughs> never talk about him again. Our next weekly one timer. <laughs> Finland won the IHF World Championship. I love that we just made this a, a weekly one-timer, which is like, it's kind of a big story in, in some parts of the world. But yeah. uh, anyway, Finland wins gold. Uh, they beat Canada in the gold medal game. And Chris Rieger. Chris Rieger was in net. Uh, but uh, yeah, he actually left, I think, with a minor injury, didn't he? Uh, I thought I saw yeah, that. I did see that. Uh, but uh, Carson Kuhlman had a couple goals in this, USA. In this tournament. Yep. Drieger got some good playing time. Grubauer had a lot of playing time. Uh, and that Morgan is... Morgan Geeky played for Canada. That's right. Larson played for... Sweden. Sweden, but he yep. was knocked out by Canada. Uh-huh. Not knocked out, but he lost. <laughs> well, Sweden was knocked out in, right. the, in the quarterfinals. Yep, he looked sad. So they, the were tournament... th- they were up 3 nothing in that game with like two minutes left in the third period, and Canada scored three times. Okay. Barzell well, tied it and then set up the winner in overtime. Uh, neat. Um, okay, uh... The tournament was actually hosted by Finland, so it was kind of cool that, yeah, that they won right, in right. Finland. Yep. And I don't know if you saw any footage of the celebration they had. No. It looked insane. Like, there yeah. were so many fans out there. Now, it could have been the camera angle that made it look bigger than it was, but I swear I've seen I've seen Super Bowl, like, uh, parades with smaller numbers. It's it was, the funny it thing insane. about that tournament. Like, it yeah. gets no play here. Right. I mean, well, because the, well, the Stanley Cup playoffs right. are going on. Yeah, yeah. but but in Canada, it gets more play in Canada than here. Obviously. A little bit. Yeah. And then, but the rest of the world is glued Europe to loves it. it. Yeah, Europe <laughs> absolutely loves it. Uh, okay, our next weekly one-timer. Some coaching news. Martin San Louis is officially the head coach of the Habs, so he goes from, or is like Pee Wee's or something like that, yep. to the NHL, uh, and now he is officially the head coach. He did obviously do a good job. It seemed like he had a nice connection with Cole Caulfield and, you know, teaching him how to play as a skilled player and things like that. So, uh, interesting. I think it's interesting that they're, I think it was pretty much expected. Yeah. So I guess, no, I'm not surprised, but you know, I was like, they brought him in and I was like, well, this feels like an interesting experience. Yeah. Bringing him in was very interesting. Yeah. 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 Uh, I always liked him as a player. So good for him. If he can do keep going as a coach. Yeah. Daryl Sutter won the Jack Adams Award uh, after he said he hoped that Gerard Gallant would win it because he thought that Gerard Gallant had gotten a raw deal in his previous two stops. Uh, so that was interesting. He did do a good job, though, Daryl Sutter. Daryl Sutter's then, a beauty at the press conferences. Like, very funny. Like, it's just hilarious the yeah. way he mumbles answers. And... John Robleski, friend of the pod, uh, <laughs> former USNTDP coach, former uh, Ontario Reign coach, I think was his most recent stop. Uh, he now is the new head coach of the USA women's team. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, and he will be coaching them at USA World, or the Worlds. Right, so. Women's Worlds. Women's Worlds. Yes. Yeah. Great. Uh, all right, we now move on. <laughs> Those are our weekly one-timers. Whoosh. We now move on to Tweets of the Week. I thought it was going to be three stars. But, but that's right. We like let's, to close let's the not show. forget uh-huh. about the three stars. <laughs> We're not going to. I know. Okay. Well, we've done that before where we... Because we flipped it. Yeah, it's yeah. opposite on our show notes. So my brain is in a pickle right now. We have it in the wrong order you got on this. the show notes. So we're going to get through it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so our tweets of the week. Andy, your tweet of the week. My tweet of the week comes from Daniel Freeman, who uh-huh. writes for The Athletic. Uh-huh. And if you watch the Battle of Alberta, it only went five games. But those were five crazy games. Like, there wasn't just a normal game. Yeah. We haven't yeah. talked about that at all. No. Nope. Yeah, we haven't. But <laughs> if you watched it, you know. Which is interesting, because my <laughs> yeah. tweet might have something to do with that, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Freeman tweets out uh, that this is, this is the stupidest but yet most entertaining game I've ever seen. I don't even remember which game he was talking about, but I totally agree with it. It made me laugh. I thought, this is crazy what's happening, but I can't. I want more. Yeah. <laughs> so I agree with him. 
All right, John, your tweet of the week. So in game five, there was a controversial uh, goal called back. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the kick. And, it, and I'm appreciate that we're not relitigating that okay. since everybody else did. We probably should, but go ahead. Carry on. Well, so Igor Larionov the second, mm-hmm. uh, great Twitter account, says the only way to find out if he kicked it in or not is finding out if he ever played soccer. <laughs> Everyone that played growing up would naturally kick side-footed. If he didn't play, then it was an accident. Most Euros play growing up, so them <laughs> them might say international, but diff for NA guys. And it okay. was Coleman, who was North America guy. So. so so just really quick, did you think it was a kick? Uh no. Okay. Because if we're using what all the kicks that or the, the reviewed goals I saw uh-huh. in the season, including opening night in Las Vegas <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where um you asked Dave uh, Haxall. Dave yeah. Haxall about it. <laughs> yeah. Um to me, it was the same exact thing. Okay. Uh, well, not quite, because the the Vegas player, whoever it was, I think maybe Stevenson, his his foot actually came up off the ice. This one. So here's why I think this one was a kick was because so that one the the momentum of the puck hit his foot right, and his foot did come up, which that's why people thought it was like a distinct kicking motion. But I didn't think that the the foot was necessarily propelling the puck right, and that's where I thought Vegas there was goal. so much. The, the Vegas Golden Knights one. Yeah. And that's why I didn't think there was, or I thought there was gray area on that one. This one, I thought it 100% was a kick, not because they're like, it's not like he picked his foot up and swung it, but I really did think that he like went out of his way to, because the puck was stopped, right? Mm. So the momentum was created by him putting his foot into the puck. He pushed, so, his skate. He pushed yeah. it in with a skate. So to me, that's like, you're propelling the puck. So that's that's why when it, I well, saw it- it wasn't I, stopped. Like the puck wasn't stopped. It, it wasn't moving itself. very fast. No, but but like people were, so... uh, uh, everybody I saw said it was going in anyway, which uh-huh. is not a reason no. to allow it. Yeah, sure. But I'm just saying. Um. Anyway, I my first reaction on that, and I stand by it, I think, is that I- actually agreed that it was a kick. Andy, what did you think? I thought it was a kick for for the exact same reasons you said. But this conversation just illustrates more than anything the problem with the rule. Yeah. Because the rule says you can't kick it in with a distinct kicking motion, but nowhere does it tell you what a distinct, the definition of a distinct kicking motion. Right. So three reasonable people can look at it and all see it differently because there's no clear definition. Like when is a a deflection a kick, right? Because because I saw plenty of reviews where or plenty of reviewed the goals this so whole season. Ultimately, I blame yeah. the rule for all the confusion yeah. or the lack of clarity in the rule. There's gray area. There's lack of clarity. Uh, you just mentioned the three reasonable people can look at define reasonable. <laughs> there's some gray area. Because all three of us It's are an endless cycle, man. Anything but it's reasonable. It's an endless cycle. And we didn't agree. Right. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so we agree on that. Yes. Okay. Define <laughs> define agree, please. <laughs> my my tweet. Of the week. Hey, any updates from the uh, Tempe City oh, Council? Oh yeah, hold on, hold on. What's Let me. Word? It looks like it's going to vote <laughs> just um, now. Yeah. It's ten o'clock. And from hold on, let me refresh uh-huh. real quick. Refreshing. This is good podcasting. So all I've got is something from Craig Morgan that says the council comment portion has started. So that's when the city council Wait, members. That, so now the council's. Well, no, in. they. You know how they do that. It's all theater, right? Yeah. Uh, and it says, hearing that it will be a yes vote as expected. Vote will hopefully come within the hour. This tweet was sent 20 minutes ago. This thing started like at two o'clock <laughs> of the afternoon our time, and right? it's 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 almost 10 o'clock here. God, so I yes, I cannot believe yeah. you've been watching that, John. Poor Craig Morgan. I'm uh, not watching it. I'm watching a Twitter account. So yeah. on the topic, uh, my 
you were watching the meeting earlier. I was earlier, but <laughs> not during the recording. No, during the Stanley Cup finals, you were you, watching. Yeah, yeah, you had it on. Mine you had comes from in. Acting the Fuleman. It is on that topic. It says, the final version of the Arizona Coyotes will play on a rink in the Sonoran Desert. The ice will melt to water two minutes into every period. There will only be one seat, and it will be occupied by Gary Bettman, sitting alone like a pharaoh statue at the heart of a pyramid. <laughs> All right, nothing much. No, nope. I'm not. Yeah, no much. No big uh, chuckles from that one. I appreciate the effort. Those are our tweets of the week, and we're not going to forget to move on to Sound of Hockey's three stars. John, star Phil Peedle. Uh-huh. From the New York Rangers, uh-huh. uh, kid line, looking yeah, pretty he's, good. He's he's playing really really well. Um, he's got he's got seven goals in the playoffs so far, but he's had five goals in the last three games. Um, so yeah, he's pretty good. And if the Rangers um, expect to move on, he might be one that needs to contribute, and he is. I was proud of my tweet the other day. I said Philip Hedel is on a heater, but I spelled it C H Y T E R. I think I saw multiple people good. say that, but. I said it first. I, well, I didn't see anybody else say it, so therefore. Uh, Andy, uh, who's your star? <laughs> My star, I'm sticking with the local news. I'm going to go with uh, Thunderbirds goalie Thomas Milich, okay. who is the first goalie to win two uh, road games, get sevens, uh-huh. in WHL history. And he's just been lights out for them. Uh, you know, the, the, the Thunderbirds will tell me that when they were scouting him, that was the reputation that he was a big game goalie, and he's been that for them uh, in this playoff run. That's cool. Uh, very cool. Uh, my star of the week is John's favorite player, Zach Cassian. Uh, <laughs> not because he did anything like offensively, but because in tonight's game Thursday, Bowen Byram got hit partially into the Oilers bench and he ripped off Byram's helmet and stole his stick away and somehow drew a penalty against Byram. Yes. So he also got called for a penalty from his own bench, which was kind of funny. Uh, but the fact that he ripped off Byram's helmet, took his stick and somehow got him to go sit in the penalty box for two minutes. I thought that was as best we could impressive. see. He like kind of shoved Cassian. Uh-huh. That's a, maybe after that's a, after he after Cassian had taken his stick and helmet. So that, that takes is pretty, impre- do, pretty impressive, yeah. right? Yeah, I think, it was very. I think, I think, I think, I think he, that's the start of the week. Sitting sure. his butt on the bench, <laughs> he did all that. Got to contribute somehow. <laughs> that's right. I got a four and four. Hey, one final note here. Congrats to our friend Everett Fitzhugh and his wife Shelly Fitzhugh, uh, who they gave birth. Uh, yeah, well, right on. She did not so much him uh, to Wes. <laughs> Leslie Fitzhugh sounds like they're doing great. So uh, congratulations, the the voice of the Seattle Kraken on the radio, Everett Fitzhugh. So congratulations, friend of the pod. That's right. Uh, hey, that is episode one ninety. Thank you again to all the folks who left us five star reviews on our podcast. Thank you so much to everybody who contributed to the mailbag. I think that made it a lot more of a fun episode <laughs> than what we had planned previously. So appreciate your interaction <laughs> yeah. there, uh, and the reviews made it interesting yes, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so basically, this is all about the listeners. Yeah, yeah, it always is. It always is. Subscribe on Stitcher, subscribe on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Uh, We will talk to you all very soon for episode 191. Cheers. Cheers.